What are the three key fantasy football questions facing the 2023 Los Angeles Chargers out of training camp? It's time to break it down right here and right now as we begin another edition and close another week of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. We're here at the end of our off-season series looking at the key question three for all 32 teams. We're at the end here as training camps have started to open across the league with rookies and veterans reporting. So good timing here. And the last but not least team to look at, the Los Angeles Chargers. So we've gone east to west in the AFC, just like we did in the NFC. So if you missed any of the previous 31 teams, they're up there. And the breakdown to uh, get you set up here before we examine more things as they develop in camp and the preseason. It's a lot of good stuff coming here to get you on your way to dominate your fantasy football drafts. Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today, subscribe, follow for free wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, and we're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's also your fantasy football team every day, and we're going to focus on what you want to do with the Chargers there when you're on the clock drafting these players. Well, the first key question we're going to dive right into is Justin Herbert in for a rebound season as a potential QB1. This is very interesting because we know his receiving core was an absolute mess last year with the injuries. Keen Allen and Mike Williams missed a lot of time. Joshua Palmer ended up being his top target. Really, he had 107 targets there last year. So he dominated the looks from Herbert. It also was a stagnant, I would say stoic also. It didn't really move the needle all that much passing game here. So stagnant, stoic, whatever ST adjective you want to use. The Chargers offense stalled for a lot under Joe Lombardi. You got a lot of heat there in uh, kind of restraining the potential of Justin Herbert. There were some nice years from him. We've seen it with different style of offenses going back to Anthony Lynn. But going forward, uh, now Kellen Moore is the offensive coordinator. So they rev it up here with the Cowboys uh, former coordinator. They have uh, Joe Lombardi moving on to the AFC West rival Broncos working with Sean Payton. So trying to uh, fix things there and be a little bit more West Coast friendly on that team. Well, with Justin Herbert, he's been through the ringer quite a bit in his different schemes here. Yet another coordinator philosophy change for him. So look at the numbers from last year. Not very good. He finishes QB 11 overall, but he was QB 15 in average scoring. So he just got the, in there in the back door There were a lot of injuries that played a part in the overall scoring that allowed him to finish in the top 12. But QB 15, that put him well out, three spots out of a QB 1 status. He also is now ranked at QB 7, so pretty aggressive here. Really an eight-spot increase from where he was last year. This is all looking at his receiving core and him getting a little bit of help from more, right? That's the bump up we're expecting. But let's examine the numbers from last year. 
4,739 passing yards. That's a healthy number for sure for Dustin Herbert. We are pushing 5,000 yards. That's always good. Only 25 TDs, so he went below the 30 mark here. And part of it, Austin Eckler has been a scoring machine the past two seasons. So Eckler doing it on the ground and doing some damage there. That's a cut into this total. And you figure there's going to be some touchdown regression with Eckler and more going through the air with Herbert. And the other interesting aspect of his production last year, 147 rushing yards, zero TDs on the ground. That is very limited rushing numbers. It's not anything that we want to even factor in too much into his production. So that's a little bit concerning here because even Joe Burrow runs pretty well. We couldn't put up the numbers there. We know Patrick Mahomes has run a little bit more to put up numbers. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson in between Jalen Hurts, a little bit after Justin Fields, they all have that potential, right? And Trevor Lawrence also was very active producing on the ground and scoring. Well, Justin Herbert wasn't a prolific runner. He didn't have a lot of attempts, and he didn't get in the end zone in that capacity. So that's always going to hurt him a little bit in terms of a ceiling. He's going to have a high floor because of the passing, but the ceiling is going to be limited by not running as much as the other quarterbacks in the second tier there. Even, the, again, Burrow, and Lawrence being the contemporaries, they're definitely more active. And we know that Fields and Jackson are going to take off and run, and that's going to be a big part of what they do. So then you look at the guys behind, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers. They all have some cases here. They could do a little bit more. We know Watson can run a little bit and put up those numbers, and maybe with the Browns, Prescott can run, but he hasn't run as much. So there's factors there to consider. And then you throw in Rodgers as a rebound candidate. A lot of things to consider here at quarterback. And then we have that tier of Daniel Jones and Geno Smith and Kirk Cousins and even Jared Goff that you consider. So I think Justin Herbert, a little bit aggressive and putting him in the top seven among the QBs. I think there's just too much there. I do actually like Trevor Lawrence a little bit more than him. And you could say Geno Smith has potential as well with the receivers he has. So it's just aggressive. I think it's the name, and we expect a rebound with the receivers getting on track and more being a big part of this offense. But I think he should bump up to 30 TDs, but I can't say that the rushing is going to be all that much more of a factor. It's a little bit volatile. And, again, they have a good runner in Eckler to finish in the red zone, so Herbert not as needed as much in that capacity. So, yeah, I would pump the brakes on Herbert. I don't see him any higher than a QB 10 at this point. There's just too many guys in front of him that are more interesting at this stage. And Herbert was the man just a couple of years ago. But again, that was before Burrow was fully healthy and doing his thing. That's before Justin Fields was a factor. Jalen Hurts was still getting going. So he still could put up very nice numbers, but the level of the QB one elite QB one has changed a little bit with the scoring. So that also factors in here where Herbert in relation to the other QBs, is a little lesser, but in relation to what do you expect out of fantasy football scoring, it's okay if you look at him as more a QB 10 in that range. So QB 10 to 12 is where I look at it, and I just don't see it spiking that much in relation to those other guys and some behind him that could also put up some better numbers. So it may work out overall that his average on scoring is much better, but it also could put him behind a few more guys, but that also would mean that there's greater depth and a QB one level production for more guys. It's not always the 12 that can put up the numbers you need in fantasy football to complement and just kind of set up the rest of your team for success. You just need to have numbers that are 
what you're looking for, that average to try to get those uh, points per game that you're looking for to win enough games to get in the fantasy football playoffs. So that's how you factor it in there. And if you're looking at quarterback, can you get 18 to 20 consistently from Justin Herbert? I think so. With that, it's just going to not be as good a value as some guys ahead with some more upside, and maybe some guys behind. So that's why I put him right near the end there as a QB1, but in the 10 to 12 range for sure. All right, there's a breakdown of uh, Justin Herbert, a little bit maybe not as high on him as other people are here in 2023, just because the other quarterbacks available. We will discuss Austin Eckler. He's coming off a big year, really two big years in a row, and what he can do now that he's returned to the Chargers on a pleasing contract. We'll get into that in our next segment, and also look at the wide receiver core with the rookie first-round pick, Quentin Johnston, joining the fray. I do have to tell you this episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by eBay Motors. I'm excited to tell you that we've teamed up with eBay Motors here on the show to uh, bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long, whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire. Every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So a draft prep underway for the upcoming season. Let's see who we've picked here for this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Looking to make a smooth turn in fantasy football snake drafts with the last pick in the first round and the first pick in the second round? Catch an initial spark for your roster by revving up with two elite NFC East wide receivers, the Cowboys' CeeDee Lamb and the Eagles' A.J. Brown. A letter-perfect guaranteed early fit. Count on Lamb driving Dak Prescott and Dallas' new-look passing game to big numbers and Brown revving up Jalen Hurts' downfield throwing often again in Philadelphia. Fantasy football, we're going to bring it to you, going to help you with your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for a vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time, the right time. So go for switch gears, crank that AC up, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up. Because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit, and the right price is at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. All right, it is time to continue the Los Angeles Chargers breakdown here on Locked on Fantasy Football. Our second key question that we have to ask, is Austin Eckler going to do it one more time as an elite fantasy football half-point and full-point PPR option. Well, we know what he did last year. He was the reigning guy in terms of average scoring. He was the best fantasy football asset out there. Just super producer here. And for the second consecutive season, he has led the league in touchdowns from the position. So 20 and 18, 38 total touchdowns that you look at the Chargers, uh, they should be a little bit more active uh, running the ball, actually. They were 65% passing team last year, surprisingly, with Joe Lombardi. Thought him being more conservative. And surprisingly, with Kellen Moore, the 
Cowboys were really dependent on the run with 52%. Now, part of that was Dak Prescott struggled a little bit, and they wanted to break him out of the slump, and they had Tony Pollard and Ezekiel and that great offensive line. But it's kind of good news where it'll fall somewhere in the middle, maybe 60% in terms of passing, 40% running somewhere to that level that you're going to get. But we know Eckler's bread is buttered in the rushing attack, and there's a, a lot to like about them. There's not a lot of uh, vacated targets and carries, however, in this backfield. It's still Joshua Kelly, Isaiah Spiller, and Larry Roundtree behind Austin Eckler. All the guys that are returning except for Sonny Michelle, so he's gone. Eckler has been very consistent with the pass catching. However you look at RB1, RB2, however you rank him with Christian McCaffrey, the numbers are just there consistently. His numbers are uncanny. They're very similar with the usage and the workload as a runner. So he's a guy that uh, they're going to trust a lot in the running game, but not too much. And that's what's kept him fresh, right? He's had a few hamstring issues, a soft issue, but he's had two productive, very durable full seasons here. So Hussnackler is an excellent red zone runner. He's very efficient at doing that. He's a good chunk runner, excellent receiver. Saw his uh, receptions go through the roof past the century mark last year. So however you look at it, this guy is just a smooth football player that's how you describe him he's going to produce he's the lifeblood of this offense now the reception should go down a little bit you would figure with uh, Keenan Allen Mike Williams being healthy as well as Johnston and uh, one Jalen Guyton back in the mix here for the Chargers so maybe a little bit less depend on that but we know that Cal Moore provided a big season combined for Ezekiel Elliott who was a scoring threat as well as Pollard last year so there's plenty of numbers to go around I'm not sure they'll just treat Joshua Kelly or Isaiah Spiller in that Elliott role so they'll give more to Eckler he's just special again expect the receptions to go down but the TDs could stay up here I mean it's pretty consistent to do that from one year to the next if the receptions change a little bit he'll still be pretty elite here I just don't think you can put him above Christian McCaffrey however you look at so he's still the RB2 overall we're looking for in fantasy again I do like the more influence on Tony Pollard that's going to translate well for Eckler. He's going to be the lifeblood of this offense, dump it off. Uh, this offensive line should be a little bit better with some better health up front, so that's going to help and help them push the ball downfield a little bit more, but I don't think they're going to take away Eckler as kind of the centerpiece of the offense to really keep it going and open things up elsewhere in the downfield passing game. So, again, a few less catches. The touchdowns could regress either way, but you like the consistency from year to year with those 38 combined touchdowns the last two years. He still is a good bet to score 15 times this year and still catch around 80 balls. So plenty of work there that's going to be special. And keep in mind, a lot of his receptions are extended handoffs. So that really covers his workload there. So pushing 250 to 300 combined touches is what you're going to get from Austin Eckler. So really excited about Eckler having one more big season with the Chargers, I think, uh, before maybe the diminishing returns happen with his wear and age. All right. There you have a glossier outlook there on Austin Eckler than we had on Justin Herbert here for 2023 in fantasy football. Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Every day, as you know, this is our last of the 32 key questions, uh, teams that we've looked at in our series. So if you missed any of the teams, look at that. We'll look at uh, some positional rankings and some updates for you next week. Uh, we will do that for you to catch you up there at the position, see where players are ranked overall, and look at the player perspective here on Locked on Fantasy Football. 
It is time to close the show and the week looking at the Los Angeles Chargers, the three key questions for them in fantasy football. The last question we will ask is what can we expect from the wide receiver core, including Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and now the rookie first-round pick, Quentin Johnson? Well, let's look at Keenan Allen. We can't really look at last year's numbers because both of them were on the shelf hurt. Allen is ranked wide receiver 17, so right in the middle of the wide receiver twos in the top 24 in a 12-team leagues, then you look at where Mike Williams is. He's down at wide receiver 29 and a half point PPR, according to the expert consensus on Fantasy Pros. So overall, that's a very interesting spot for both of them. And really that says that they're going to work in a little bit of the rookie Johnson, use more 11 personnel in those type of sets, maybe a little bit less of Gerald Everett. They have 105 vacated targets. That's uh, two less than that Joshua Palmer had to lead the team in targets last year. Johnson down at, again, wide receiver 45. The main guys that are out of this mix are DeAndre Carter and uh, Michael Bandy. They made up 86 of those targets. You also had 13 from Sonny Michelle in the backfield. So overall, you're looking at not a lot of vacated key targets here, especially when you consider Allen and Williams missed time. So just them getting back on the field, we'll see some numbers there. They also drafted Darius Davis behind Johnson and Guyton. Remember, they were really high on him at one point as a number three, and then Palmer's in the mix. So this is a crowded receiving room for sure, and I don't know if it'll clear up too much unless there's some injuries there, and we really want Johnson to have a big role. But, again, how many mouths to feed are there when you factor in Everett and Eckler and some of the other weapons, Donald Parham Jr., the depth at wide receiver? What are you going to get here? So Keenan Allen, I think you can still say safely, a little bit lower, I would think, in a half point, even so from wide receiver 17 for his ranking. I think Williams is about where you would expect it because I think you look at what Palmer and Johnson can do, they compete kind of with Williams' skill set here. So that's not good news for him. I think Allen will be okay. Allen is kind of like Eckler, the lifeblood, very important for Herbert. And keep in mind that with the Cowboys, we've seen it, right, with different receivers. We saw it with Amari Cooper. We've seen it with C.D. Lamb. That key, versatile, route-running receiver, the possession guy is going to get open all over the field. So Allen we're okay with, but still conservative uh, wide receiver two estimate there in the back end of the top 24. Williams, again, is going to get his work cut in and maybe a little bit too aggressive even as a wide receiver three. And I think Johnson is the guy to watch. I think he's a better value. 16 picks letter at this position at wide receiver 45. And Guyton you can't look at. He's just coming back from a major injury. Palmer, look, he's been valuable, but I think it'll take a multiple injuries. I think they want to feature Johnson as much as possible here. So he didn't have to compete with him either. Johnson is just a great overall outside receiver, so something to consider there. So, And then that's the thing about Allen. He's not going to have to compete on the outside as much with Johnson in the alignment either. So, again, Allen and Eckler, we know we're exactly what you're going to get, but everything else a little bit out the window here. So, I'd be buyer beware on the key noun as a wide receiver too in this group. So there you have it. There's an answer to the key questions, uh, three key questions for the Los Angeles Chargers. We've now done this for all 32 teams ahead of training camp. So that's good. Good time to end it here. And we will uh, break down again some positional ranking updates for you next week. We'll uh, keep doing that here as we get closer to draft time for real in fantasy football as we turn the calendar to august we'll really rev up the draft prep for you giving you all that you need so good stuff all around here that uh, you can check out 
And uh, thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen today. Every day, uh, we'll have some good updates for you next week as well as camps have opened. So, again, check out any of the shows you may have missed breaking down the key questions. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Chargers. This has been Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News signing off for Locked On Fantasy Football.